This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And we've got an episode for you today about cruise ship food. Yeah. The food of cruise ships. It's going to be a little bit different yeah. Than many of our other episodes. A little bit. Um, because it is pretty fascinating how it all works. Yes. There's a lot of interesting... Um, well, tid- tidbits. <laughs> tidbits. Sort of, sort of little snacks that you might go to 24 hours a day, you know, like rather than any particular order, almost as though time and space have no meaning anymore. Oh, yeah. Like being on a cruise ship. I see what you did there. Yeah. (laughs) I have been on a couple of cruises. I've been on the cheapest of cruises by far. Like, when we got to the room, there were three of us. Uh And it was, you know, the indoor room. Uh, We opened the door, and it's really small, but we had been expecting that. Sure. (laughs) But there's curtains on the wall, and we're like, we got a window? How could this be? (laughs) And we open it up, just more wall. (laughs) Just <laughs> curtains to psych you out. <laughs> Not even like a light behind them or something like no, that. Zip, zip. Nothing. That's great. Yeah, and there <laughs> were bleak. there were three of us, like I said, and there was only two beds, and one of them was more like a pallet on the floor. Ah. Uh, anyway, so that was one experience I had. Cozy, cozy. Yeah, it was cozy. I had a great time. Um, and then recently. 
I went on the second largest cruise ship in the world. Oh, dang. That's right. Yeah. And um, it had so many, so many food options. It was really easy to forget you're on a cruise, for one, because, yeah. I mean, there's a Starbucks, there's a cupcake shop, there's a Central Park, there's a running track. Like a Central Park, as in, like, in the middle of this ship that you're on, mm -hmm. there's, like, a big open green space. Yeah, there are trees and gardens and just okay. You feel like I'm not sure where I am right now. <laughs> I was just inside at the bar and now I'm in a park. Hmm. <laughs> There's uh there were climbing walls and libraries and bars and clubs. Oh, pools. All kinds of things. Ice skating rink. Ice skating? Okay. 200 Ice skaters employed by that one cruise ship. Goodness, my I've never been on a cruise. I I kind of one <laughs> one of my one of my few like not entirely deserved fears is just open water. I don't ah. really I don't really like the idea of being out on a boat or ship. Yeah. Cuz I'm like, but if I fall off, I can't I can't walk there. <laughs> right. Like sure. I I want I I like places where I can walk. Mhm. Mm on the land. Right. Yeah. You want an escape route. I, I guess. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're hard to come by the <laughs> cruise ship, perhaps. <laughs> um, cruises aren't really my thing either. I, I enjoyed them when I did them, but my ex-boyfriend loved cruises. He uh, loved them. There you go. <laughs> um, like, as an adult, he wrote a letter to the captain asking if he could see the, the captain's quarters, and I'm pretty sure. And he would agree with me that the captain thought it was, like, an 11-year-old writing this letter oh. and was like, sure. And then, <laughs> then this like, adult, adult shows dude up. shows up, and the captain is like, <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Um, so we went on this 11-day cruise over the holidays. So I think I it was, like, Christmas and New Year's. And while I was on the ship, I had like a really good fancy sushi dinner and a really nice steak dinner. And because I was on it for so long, I tried every restaurant. I believe there's 23 or 26 on that ship. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, and there are two places that were open 24-7, so there was a lot of 3 a.m. pizza. And I'm pretty sure every cruise ship has at least one place that's open 24-7. Yeah. Um, the main dining areas cater to pretty much any food allergy, intolerance, sensitivity, what have you, some more successfully than others, which is – Impressive when you think of how many people they're serving. They're dealing with, sure. Yeah. And since I was there Christmas morning, I got to get uh, some eggnog they were just handing out. Aw. I got to see Santa come down the elevator with his <laughs> elves and hand out <laughs> gifts to children. Because everyone I was traveling with were late sleepers. And, you know, I get up really early. And I was training for a marathon at the time. So I kind of had four hours to myself before anyone in my group woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do remember that training for a marathon on a, on a cruise is difficult. Not I was at the very end because my, the marathon I was running was on January 4th or 5th. Oh my goodness. So you were like right at the like height of your, like the right. most miles clocked every day. Yes. I was at, like, I'm pretty sure when we got back from the cruise, we just went because I was running it in Disney World. Mm -hmm. We just went to Disney World. Wow. So <laughs> this was at the very end, and um, I uh, had mentioned, because at, at the time our show had, was kind of new, or it, it was newish. It had been a, almost 
almost a year. But um, I in the first episode, we mentioned how I'd never had boob cacao, and I don't think you had either. No, I hadn't. And my boyfriend at the time bought me a bottle of Vuv Kikot. And there's a really funny picture uh, where I was icing my knee with it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he woke up and he, he said to me, what are you doing? What? It was It'll cold. be fine. I'll put it back. <laughs> Still good. But I wish I had known we were doing this episode. I, I didn't think about it because since my ex-boyfriend did love cruises and ships so much, we did a like behind the scenes tour. Oh, cool! Of uh-huh. how cruises work, and it was fascinating. And the numbers were wild, and just seeing the levels of organization, how much planning had to go into it, and all these small spaces, um, and make how to make that work. It was really cool, and I wish I had documented it better. Oh, but it's okay. We do have some of that for you. We do. We do. Um, and <laughs> also, Lauren and I were discussing, when you think of cruises, probably a lot of you think of food poisoning, our illness, or outbreaks on a cruise. And I mentioned that there was this one family in my hometown. They went on a cruise, and my town was so small that when they were on one of these ships that had an outbreak, it was printed in the paper. It was like news. Oh, like <laughs> like 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 this this family like yep. like not just like this cruise this thing happened to this cruise ship, but like oh man, breaking news! Mm-hmm. The Davises down the street just got terrible food poisoning. <laughs> yes. And every time I think of them, I think of that. That's the one thing I really remember about them, which I'm <laughs> sure they love. Um, and apparently, there's a rule I've never heard. But uh, generally accepted to be true saying that cruise ship passengers gain a pound per day. Who? Yeah. I mean, I guess. guess you're probably moving around a little bit less than usual. Eating. Eating a, a little lot bit more. more than usual. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay. All right. We, we will do one thing that we usually do. Yes. Cruise ship food. What is it? What is it? Uh, well, it's. I mean, uh, cruise ships are commercial travel slash vacation ships with lots of onboard amenities. Um, it's a floating hotel that may or may not take you interesting places. Depends on what you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it ser- it serves you some food while you're there. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, food has become more and more of a deciding factor when people look at which cruise do I want to take. Um, and some options are included, others are not. An alcohol package is typically available as an upgrade, either with just a beer and wine package or for an additional price, you can add on mixed drinks. I hear that's their bread and butter where they make most of their money. Oh, yeah. Um, my ex and I worked it out so that we had to have four drinks a day to make it worth it. And let's say that that mission was accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. He really loved the sweet daiquiris. <laughs> <laughs> Any time of day. Uh, some of the more expensive cruises, alcohol is included in the ticket price. You can still get room service should your heart so desire. And I did encounter an interesting exchange where um, the cruise I was on ran out of a certain really popular type of white wine like two days before the cruise was over, and it caused a, a stir. Oh, wow. Huh. I, I overheard several disgruntled passengers wow. talking about it. it. It is pretty rare from my understanding for that to happen. So <laughs> interesting. Where's my Pinot Gris? <laughs> yes. I think that was a really good approximation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. 
yeah. prob- problems. You can bring your own food on board if you wish, like as long as it's not like raw meat or something like that. Um, you just can't take food off the ship in ports of call that are not American or, you know, whatever country of origin you are from. Sure. Yeah. Can't take other countries' food. Um, I mean, you could probably get away with something prepackaged, um, like already sealed, like not prepackaged by you. But yeah, fresh fruit and vegetables for sure must stay on board due to uh, pest and invasive species concerns. Mm -hmm. One thing you might need to bring with you on a cruise is baby food. Check with the cruise line about your options before traveling with a child who's not eating solid food yet because they might be able to puree something, but they probably won't have formula right or wet nurses so you know work that out definitely um you are allowed to bring i think it's one bottle 750 milliliter bottle of wine per cabin oh per cabin not per person no i'm pretty sure it's per cabin i know we definitely bought a a bottle of vodka but disguised as mouthwash (laughs) my (laughs) in my college days Making my mom proud. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, you might be able to bring on one bottle of liquor. I think you can bring it on. You just can't have it. So that's pointless. Huh. Especially if you buy, say, if you went to, if you stopped by in Mexico and you bought tequila, You're you not can have to, it on the ship. But you shouldn't drink it on board. They, they'll put it with, like, your luggage or oh, something. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think you can drink the bottle of wine if you bring that on. Anyway, uh, the first cruise, or the generally agreed-upon first cruise, took place in 1867, embarking from and returning to Manhattan. Along the way, it stopped at several places, a lot of them in Europe, and it took quite a long time. Mark Twain wrote about it in The Innocence Abroad. Mechanical refrigeration wasn't a thing yet, but nonetheless, they were able to make most of the journey with fresh food, which I find quite stunning. Oh, yeah. Um, And you can find boatloads. Ah, uh, vintage <laughs> menus online, so many. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. There's there's a few good, like, collections of them out there. Um, some vintage menu items, by the way, from early early in the 20th century, maybe not as, as early as the 18, 1860s, but uh, iced beluga caviar, Ooh. clear green turtle soup, cauliflower mousseline, and uh, venison cutlets. Huh, that is... I didn't see any of that on my, my cruise. No? No. <laughs> um, and, and, of course, before the days of commercial air flight, cruises weren't generally like a destination unto themselves like you might have gone on in college. Um, they were the, the, the journey, you know. And the high-tier customers got really high-tier service. Uh, waiters were originally recruited from Europe's best hotels. There would be a drop in pleasure cruising with the world wars, perhaps, obviously, but then a resurgence between World War II and the takeoff of commercial flight. I didn't even mean to do that one until it was already happening, but that's fine. And it was fancier during that time. Up through the 1970s, passengers would wear formal dress to dinner every night. Um, and as is, I think it's still currently common to have assigned seating in the main dining rooms with other passengers that you've just been randomly selected to sit with. Yes. Um, up through the 70s, you would you would definitely have the same passengers for the whole trip, and you might autograph your table mate's final dinner menus in remembrance like a yearbook. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, man, those menus. Um, like the physical paper menus were impressive. Cruise lines would often commission original artwork for the cover of every meal's menu that was to be served while you were at sea. But to allow the chefs to run their kitchens optimally, menu selections would be made daily, and they would have a printing press on board 
to create the interior pages of each menu every day. Wow. This isn't like a laptop with a printer. This right. is a printing press. <laughs> I love it's it. It's a whole different world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yes, as, as with many things, there was a drop in food quality on cruises during the middle-class boom of the 1980s and 90s. It was, it was quantity over quality. And so, you know, sure, you could get all the f- soft-serve froyo you could or would eat 24 hours a day, but the rest of the food choices tended towards, like, warmed-over pizzas, overcooked fish, depressing salads, you know, si- single cherry tomato on top of iceberg lettuce kind of things. Oh. I know, right? Um, but, but... Also, as with many things, we are in a bit of a renaissance. Yeah. To combat the perhaps poor image cruise food has, major cruise lines have taken a couple of steps. For one, hiring celebrity chefs to revamp their restaurants and menus. For instance, Guy Fieri's Guy's Burger Joint, which can be found on some Carnival cruises. The chief executive over at Carnival Corporation said of his company's $450 million plan to upgrade the ship's food, we want people to be shocked at how good the food is. Another executive at Carnival described the whole culinary operation like a Broadway show. Huh. A spokesperson at Curad described a turnaround day at Port this way, checking out the entire Plaza Hotel in New York after breakfast, having the entire kitchen restocked during the morning with up to 20 trucks offloading goods at the hotel, changing every bed and linen and towel, checking in the entire hotel during the afternoon, and holding a state banquet in the evening. Oh, that's a lot. It is a lot. And how exactly all that works is so fascinating. And we will get into that right after we get into a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. 
big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Okay, so this is pretty impressive. The chef, or the director of culinary operations of a cruise, depending on the size of the operation, has to plan food for three meals a day, beverages, snacks, the whole shebang. So we have two examples here, one smaller operation and one huge operation. Mm -hmm. First, the Seaborn Goddess One. This is a small ship, about 116 passengers. For a week-long cruise, the chef plans the menu based on the nationality of the guest and food and drink preferences of that country, places the order for provisions 17 days ahead of time. All of this stuff is loaded onto the ship by the crew, some wearing weightlifting belts to help them carry this stuff. As the trip gets underway, the chef may have to do some improvising based on how much or how little of a food is getting used up or not used up. And that's one of the reasons that fruit-based desserts are so common on cruises. It's also the first place I had a fruit-based soup, probably because they had some extra fruit to use up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If your bananas are going bad, then it's banana everything. Yeah. (laughs) Banana pudding, banana bread, banana soup. Banana foster. Oh, bananas foster. Uh, It was a strawberry soup, and it was so good. Oh, I believe you. (sighs) Mm. The kitchen galley has no open flames because ship plus fire can be very, very bad. Electric burners are used in fire's place. Having tight quarters and a lot of movement means that labeling and layout is key. You need a system. Before dinner service, plates already garnished are placed in a refrigerator and then taken out right before food service begins when the hot food will be added. After lunch and dinner, the galley is completely cleaned. Garbage is sorted, wet and burnable. The wet goes to the fishes. Uh, Literally, it's like liquefied and will be dumped overboard uh, as food for marine life. If the cruise has stops, then food orders can be placed, sometimes at local markets, if supplies are running low or if, say, the salad has wilted. As far as meat goes, when fish arrives, it's fresh, not frozen. Shellfish is frozen, though. However, fish that will be used in the final two days is frozen on the ship. Other meats, poultry, duck, beef, are kept in freezers. That's one of the number one questions people ask, I find, is, is this fish fresh? Answer? Probably. Probably. Depends on what day you're eating it. Depends on what day you're eating it and whether or not you had a stop where they could replenish. Mm-hmm. The super expensive fancy ingredients like caviar, foie gras, and saffron are kept locked up in the chef's quarters. I love this. I do too. (laughs) Passengers can order room service 24-7 with the promise of receiving food within 15 minutes of placing an order. And late in the night, that means leaving a message. Again, I find that very impressive. Yeah. um, And then it starts all over again. As one cruise comes to an end, so another begins. Okay, but so that's a that that's a modestly sized cruise. Yeah. What about an immodestly sized cruise? Let's talk about the Regal Princess. And just as an aside, <laughs> I would so be into a ship called the Unregal Princess or like the Belly Flop. Oh man. Can you imagine the belly flop? I would I would take a cruise on the trash princess. The trash princess. I would be like, yep, that's my ship. <laughs> 
just daiquiris filled all down your front the entire time. I finally come home. (laughs) This is my people. (laughs) So the Regal Princess carries 5,000 passengers. That's crazy. It's a lot. And that is guest and crew, but either way, you have to feed both. 5,000 people, yeah. Yeah. That same need for organization is multiplied. Um, And a forklift for loading instead of a weightlifting belt, um, which begins as early as 7 a.m. for a late afternoon departure. Food orders need to be in three months, an entire season. So you're having to predict seasonality out um, in advance, which makes it much more difficult to work with local farmers. Buying in this amount of bulk does mean the price is relatively cheap. It can and does happen buying at local farmers markets. It's just not nearly as often, which means suppliers bid for year-long contracts, and they have to be able to provide food for cruise lines for a year. Um, local markets don't have that bulk. That's the the issue. Yeah, but um, it, once the you know, supplier is locked in, if they don't have enough to meet an order. They have to find a way to meet that order, even if it means, like, helicoptering in wow. ingredients. So you have to be able to guarantee. Get me my parsley. <laughs> we need parsley. Yeah. 300 people make up the culinary staff working in 14 kitchens. The one I was on had 20 oh. and 21 temp-controlled storage rooms. Not that this is a competition or anything. Um <laughs> And they go through 17 to 18 tons of food daily. Oh, uh, yeah. You you need all those different storage rooms so that different foods can be kept at appropriate temperatures. You know, ice cream colder than meat, for example, and different types of proteins kept separate to avoid cross-contamination just in case there's a bad batch of anything. Yeah. And the staff is split into specialized teams. One for vegetable prep, one for meat defrosting, one person specializing in food artistry, so on. Because you're going to run into so many watermelons that are carved like roses. Or I had like a whole (laughs) chocolate, because it was New Year's. So it was like, Happy New Year's, made out of chocolate and champagne bottles everywhere. What? Okay. It was, yeah, I didn't realize it was (laughs) like a chocolate sculpture. I just thought it was a sculpture. And then I saw people cutting off pieces of it. And I... I sort of took a step back <laughs> and took everything in again. Wow. <laughs> New eyes. Um, the ship also has to plan for an additional week of food, which is a contingency plan in case something goes wrong. Uh, yeah. Any given cruise will store an extra day or two of provisions. Um, that amount will go up during hurricane season um, and also for ships that aren't going to visit ports as often. Right. And to keep food fresher longer, it's typically made on board. So bread is baked on the ship. Ice cream is usually made on board. Um, Stocks, like soup stocks, are made on board. Uh, And, yeah, fresh produce is used whenever possible, which means that on these longer cruises, chefs do have to take stock of their produce every day. And, yeah, as we said earlier, find out ways, figure out ways to, to use up anything that's about to go off. Yeah. And expensive ingredients are still kept hidden away. But according to the director of culinary operations on the Regal Princess, uh, he says that Oreos and Nutella are likely to go missing. (laughs) I love that. Of course. Of course they are. I bet people are dipping Oreos in Nutella. Oh, shut up. Now I want to go do that. Okay. All right. It's a plot point in The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, it's peanut butter and Oreos. Mm. Either way. Either way. (laughs) 
Um, and to give you an idea of how fancy some of these meals can be, take this excerpt from The New Yorker, where writer David Owen described his experience eating at the chef's table on Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas, which is the one I took. Quote, our first course was constructed from lobster medallions, cauliflower panna cotta, paddlefish caviar, micro lettuce leaves, shaved beetroot, and Parmesan tulle, all floating are semi-submerged in a cucumber basil martini and served in a martini glass. That course was followed by three soups served in small teacups, and the chef explained that a key to preparing one of them, a, quote, lemon-scented pea soup with Alaskan crab leg meat, was to grate just the very outermost layer of the lemon peel for the zest that provided the first note in its aroma. <laughs> that is quite the fancy meal. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had anything. I, I'm like, I'm like, have I had anything that fancy on land? I'm not sure. It's it's on par at the very least it, with the very fanciest food I've had here here where I can walk around. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's quite wild. <laughs> um, so we have some numbers. Yeah. Because we're essentially talking about stocking a luxury battleship here. <laughs> that I never really thought about it that way, but that's, uh, that's really what what's is. going on. Yeah, passengers on shorter cruises apparently eat more than those on longer cruises, like trying to get their money's worth. I guess that makes complete sense to me. For the allure, seventeen thousand bottles of Corona. Are, is the typical stock. Corona's apparently the most popular beer on cruises. Apparently. Um, 22,000 pounds of flour, 4,400 pounds of spinach. 4,400 pounds of spinach. Spinach is really light. Yeah. Oh, uh, according to uh, Condé Nast Traveler, as of 2012, Disney's 2,700 passenger Magic loads up to 3,125 gallons of soda, 10,000 pounds of chicken, and 71,500 eggs for an average week-long sailing. Week-long? Week-long. Oh, man. Passengers on the um, Royal Caribbean Oasis of the Seas apparently eat a metric ton of lobster during a week. A metric ton? That's the largest ship. Yeah, that one's the biggest. My, my ex is always really mad about that because it kind of is just how the metal settled d- that determined which one was bigger. Oh, yeah. They're, they're identical ships. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, every time we would see it, he'd be like, there it is, <laughs> as if it were his Moby Dick at sea. <laughs> oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And on the Oasis, the largest galley, uh, g- galley being, you know, ship, ship talk for kitchen, which serves the ship's main dining room, the Opus according to that article from The New Yorker, has one executive chef, five executive sous chefs, 11 sous chefs, 55 chefs de partie, four demi-chefs de partie, and 168 commis, or range chefs, members of various ranks being distinguishable by their uniforms, including neckerchiefs in different colors. Oh, yeah. That's right. The memories are coming back. And speaking of, going back to the ship I was on, for each of the two nightly dinner services, the dining room saw 2,300 diners. What? All of the entrees are sectioned out in the kitchen on a stainless steel counter labeled with images of the dish. All 10 entrees. 
If there are 1,500 kids on board, chefs can expect to go through about 1,500 of a new popular item per day. The cheesecake lollipop. Of course. Of course. Another popular item on the ship that I can attest to, fries, are devoured quite quickly. 600 pounds in one evening. Not including the day, not including late night. Oh. One evening. The more Americans and kids on board, the more fries and pizza consumed. Not a shocker. Not surprised at all. There are some interesting food observations by nationality. Um, Americans like a chewier cookie, while Europeans prefer crispier. Australians are the biggest drinkers. <laughs> they, Yeah, they kind of study these trends over time based on how many Americans did we have on board and what got eaten the most and what were European families eating more of. So yeah. It kind of, the data bears out very interesting very interesting statistics. Some of them yeah. kind of made me laugh. And they do have some really clever ways of tracking that, um, which we're going to talk about along with one of the other things that gets talked about a lot about cruises, a.k.a. sickness. But first, we're going to take one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this, I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. One thing cruises are kind of notorious for is food poisoning or other infectious disease outbreaks. Mm-hmm. Um, they have <laughs> oh, they have this really annoying PSA that plays constantly about washing your hands all the time. 
And every time you enter a dining space, there's a cheerful employee there to greet you slash harass you with hand sanitizer and the oh-so-gross face, washy-washy. Oh. Oh. Yes, I know why they do it, and it's good that they do it, but... Washy-washy? Washy-washy. I guess it's for kids, and you don't know what language people speak. I I understand, but I didn't like it. I I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're thinking hand sanitizer, it's actually an extra potent version introduced by Purell specifically for cruises or similar locations with a lot of people and a lot of germs like casinos. If a cruise employee is caught twice not washing their hands, they're off the ship. Don't mess around. No. Mm -mm. And I spoke to a friend recently who works at the CDC here in Atlanta, and she said one of the first things they looked at um, as kind of an exercise was a cruise ship as a closed circuit uh, to spread bacteria, germs, what have you. The CDC points to the fact that cruises are monitored by health services, which means you're going to hear about it um, as one of the reasons the association between cruises and outbreaks is so strong. On top of that, the length of a cruise means you can usually pinpoint it as the cause, whereas on a flight, if you're only on it three hours, even if you did catch something from that flight— Even if everyone on the flight wound up with norovirus. Yeah, you're not going to necessarily know, oh, that's where I got it. Sure. But on a cruise, you can probably ascertain that that is what happened. Yeah. And to help prevent illness, everything that comes onto the ship has to be controlled for as well as possible. The Royal Caribbean says that during loading of the ship, they move foods and drinks from wooden pallets that foods and drinks arrive on onto these metal trays, thus preventing any bacteria or other pests from uh, from hitching a ride on the more porous wood. You know, the metal is also pretty easy to clean and sterilize. Um, plus, they incinerate any cardboard or other packaging that comes on board because pests love to live in that stuff. So my landlord tells me, Mm -hmm. I hear you loud and clear. (laughs) Um, And it probably goes without saying, but it's bad news. Um, An outbreak can shorten a cruise's duration. One case in 2014 saw 600 infected. And the cruise ended uh, ended two days early. Um, Most of the time, it is norovirus to blame, which makes up over 50% of global gastroenteritis cases. There are typically about 10 to 15 gastrointestinal outbreaks on cruise ships every year, um, according to data from the CDC. That number has remained steady, though. Um, And also, just to put it in perspective, the United States sees between 19 and 21 million norovirus cases per year total. So it's it's a common gastrointestinal illness. Sure, yeah. Just it can it can do the outbreak thing. Yeah, it can spread fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And you do hear about it because it's publicized. It is. Yep. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, washy washy. Washy washy. So, back to that um keeping track of what passengers are consuming. It's Really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. The technology is super fascinating. Okay. So for, for one thing, on on any given ship, every guest's food orders, while they're actually there, you know, will probably be tracked to see exactly what and how much and when people are ordering food. And this data can be used to predict uh, stock needs for future voyages. Royal Caribbean has another possible solution. They put infrared cameras in the ceilings of their main dining areas to uh, to help keep like a head count of how many people are visiting different areas and when. And they can crunch this data to um, to a help their kitchen predict booms and falls 
in service needs. And B, it can serve a real-time function. They, they've got, um, on some ships, electronic displays outside of the dining halls that will tell you how m- many seats are available in each at any given time. Yeah. Oh, the incredible future, y'all. <laughs> um, also, Coca-Cola has come up with a way to track soda use. Their, uh, their freestyle program has technology that follows their products from, like, factory to cup. All right, so the, 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 the drink dispenser machines that they put on the ships are, you know, like, 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 a, like a soda fountain that you find at McDonald's, like a self-serve so- yeah. soda fountain, okay? Um, and the flavor syrup cartridges will ping the company headquarters here at Atlanta automatically when they start running low, which will trigger a refill order that the ship staff just simply check, approves, mm-hmm. yep, send that to us at our next port. Wow. Cool. And then on the consumer end, on a lot of ships, you have to buy into the soft drink package. And those self-serve soda dispensers won't pour out soda unless you have your official cup with the official RFID chip in it that tells the machine that you are an approved customer. <laughs> I love it. I know. I For some reason, the idea of a ship in the middle of the Atlantic sending pinging the Atlanta Coca-Cola headquarters with, hey, they're drinking a lot of Diet Coke on this ship. Yep. And they're like, okay. Yep. Send more Sprite Zero right away. <laughs> what? <laughs> weird. It is weird. I mean, but, you know, beautiful. Oddly, yeah. It's a whole, it is a Broadway show where a lot of things are happening to make your experience as a passenger, hopefully, Smooth and pleasant. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. I saw, I for sure saw a drunk guy lose his cool <laughs> when uh, they were at a Parmesan cheese at the 24 <laughs> 7 pizza, pizza place. Oh, no. That Man. was it? That was just the final straw? He, he couldn't take it. Oh. He, he, I think he said something along the lines of, How am I supposed to eat my pizza like this? <laughs> And me and my then boyfriend were just observing. Wow. Again, you know, I we all have problems. We all have to face them in our own ways. This is true. That I, was that was the that was the just the Parmesan cheese straw. The Parmesan cheese straw. Cheese straws are important. They are. They are. That is our cruise ship food episode. It I, is. It was really fun to research. I wish so much that I had taken notes when I did the tour because it was a three-hour tour, Gilligan's Island reference, not intended. (laughs) It was a three-hour tour. Goodness. And they had a whole – probably the most interesting part um, I was telling Lauren is what they do with trash. That was really cool because they – I'm pretty sure because now we're – all caring about the environment, as we should. Yes. There's all of this push to be really environmentally friendly on cruise ships. And I know that they translated that into food as well. Oh, I wish I had taken notes. But um, if you happen to be on a cruise and you like boats, I do recommend the behind-the-scenes tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do, do it. Do it right in. Let us let us know whatever weird details you, you find out. Oh, yeah. And if you are on a cruise um, and you run across any interesting food, as always, we love... Oh, take pictures. Tell us about it. We love a description of food. Yes. And speaking of, it's time for 
Listener Mail. Yeah. Yeah. It's the crew's state of mind. That was. Or hopefully. Yeah. They can go awry. Yeah. And you. Yes. <laughs> Chelsea wrote. The cotton candy episode brought back fond memories for me in regards to making cotton candy. Sorry, Annie. (laughs) Well, I'm glad someone enjoyed it. For 25 years, my parents um, and later my sister and I hosted a big old barbecue over Memorial Day. And for, I'd say, 10 to 12 years, we would rent a cotton candy machine, usually manned by our friends, my sister and I. We bought all sorts of flavors of sugar and the paper sticks. One memory takes place the year after both my sister and I graduated from college, so 22, 23 years old. Our friends came, and the guys were enjoying beer and had this brilliant idea to make koozies out of cotton candy. It surprisingly worked. Super sticky, but it worked. We lived in Colorado at the time, so minimal humidity to dampen the sugar. It did take the boys a few tries. (laughs) There are other memories, but that picture popped up in my head first. And Chelsea, I'm glad you sent that because I am a bit of a koozie fiend. And this might be the push I need (laughs) to get back into cotton candy. But the humidity here is a disaster. Oh, yeah. I feel like that would be an indoor kind of operation because outside I can't I can't picture that going well it would be it would be soup very quickly oh I would cause such a scene it'd be funny (laughs) I'd be furious (laughs) but it would be funny later it it would be funny then to not you oh yeah to everyone else (laughs) but just see me covered in sticky sugar (laughs) not again (laughs) cotton candy (laughs) Olivia wrote, and she wrote a lot of very nice things, but also said, I have to request for a clarification. In your peanut butter episode, you mentioned my favorite brand of peanut butter, Peanut Butter and Company, and said they shut down in 2016. You bet your pork rumpus I quickly Googled that, you know, in case I had to buy out the jars of white chocolate wonderful from every supermarket in a 20-mile radius, but the company is still in business. It was their sandwich shop in New York City that closed in 2016. Important clarification. Very important clarification. Thank you. And apologies for the panic that we, we did not intend. We never want to cause a peanut butter panic. No, never. But Unless I'm, it's warranted. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Well, sure. Yeah. We, we, we want to cause due, it's a case-by-case basis. Do peanut butter caution. Sure. Where appropriate. We try to be professionals <laughs> when it comes to peanut butter here at Food Stuff because we understand it is important. Absolutely. That's our stand. Mm -hmm. Thanks to both of them for writing in. You, too, can also write to us, and we would love to hear from you. Our email is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. You can also find us on Instagram at foodstuff. We do hope to hear from you. Thank you, as always, to our super producer, Dylan Fagan, who is extremely patient and has terrific Clark Kent-style glasses. Um, Thank you to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. 
Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park! Give me a woo! Roller coaster! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.